As I pulled to a stop and set the brake, the reporters came to a cluster in a listless group around the cruiser. Dan Cantor from the Bulletin was yawning. Crime reporters weren't accustomed to working in the morning, and as I glanced at my watch, I saw that the time was only 9.15. It would be a long day. I got out of the cruiser, automatically taking the count. Two squad cars, a motorcycle, two cruisers, the crime lab truck, an ambulance, and the assistant coroner's car. It was the standard assortment, indicating a standard departmental homicide. Nothing very dramatic or puzzling or very important. Yet, the neighborhood was Seacliff, one of San Francisco's best. Thus, the larger-than-usual gaggle of reporters so early in the morning. When are we going to get a look, Lieutenant? Cantor was asking. I don't know. I haven't had a look yet myself. How'd the squeal read? I don't know. I got the call on my way to work. Just the call, no squeal. I began pushing my way along the sidewalk. You probably know more than I know. They're about ready to move the body, someone complained. And we haven't got any pictures yet. There might be a reason, I answered shortly. Anyhow, they won't move it until I've had a look. We understand it's the family maid, Cantor said. Not replying, I nodded to the patrolman standing in the lushly planted entryway. As he opened the front door, I turned back to the reporters. As soon as I find out anything, I'll let you know, before the body's moved. Then, ignoring the ritual rumblings of protest, I walked into the house. Dick Culligan got to his feet, nodding. He'd been sitting at one end of a long, brocaded sofa, talking to a slim, pale woman, a brunette of medium height, probably in her middle forties. "'This is Lieutenant Hastings,' Culligan said. "'Mrs. Allingham, Lieutenant?' She looked at me with large, dark eyes. She was wearing a tailored silk housecoat. Her lips were pressed into a tight, prim line. Her face, without makeup, was creased with a network of small, well-bred wrinkles. She looked intelligent, rigidly self-possessed, and worried. She nodded to me, then managed a low-voiced greeting. Her fingers, clasped in her lap, were fretfully twisting. As she swallowed, the cords of her neck tightened spasmodically. But she held my eyes steadily, determinedly. I stared at her a last, long, deliberate moment before Culligan said, The lieutenant and I will be a few minutes, Mrs. Allingham. If you'd... He paused, then said, If you'd like to get something on... He let it go unfinished. Nodding, not replying, she got to her feet. Her walk was steady and self-possessed. She held her head straight and didn't look back as she left the large living room.